Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts and podcasts, you're going to be rebuilt, restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and healed. You're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. So if you want to support the podcast, visit us at riverofheaven.org forward slash donate. Hallelujah. Well, it's great to be with you again today. We've been exploring some amazing concepts really in the Word of God uh, the last several podcasts we've been together on. And so we've been looking at the dynamic of the river of God. What is the river of God? And, you know, what is the concept and the understanding? And why is it important to understand the river of God? Well, if you want to learn more about that, tune in for the first few podcasts we did, episodes one, two, and three. And then we jumped into this understanding, this concept of the seven spirits of God or the sevenfold spirit of God. And we began to talk about and explore first the understanding that the seven spirits of God or the sevenfold spirit of God is synonymous with the third person of the Godhead, Holy Spirit. And we talked about how His name is Holy, Holy Spirit, not Magnificent Spirit, not Amazing Spirit, not Miraculous Spirit, although He is all those things, He has all those qualities. Yet his name is Holy Spirit. So there was a distinct understanding that Father God wanted us to have concerning his spirit. He wants us to understand that above all else, he's not just holy, but he is holy, holy, holy. And then we began to discover or explore, if you will, the different aspects or the different dimensions or the seven different um characteristics of the nature of Holy Spirit or the sevenfold Spirit of God. And that's found in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. And it says that, that the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And again, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Who is him? Who is he? He is the Messiah. Back when the prophet Isaiah wrote the book of Isaiah, many didn't realize or understand who the Messiah was going to be. There was just prophecy. There was understanding. There were things that were were penned down. But we know as believing, born-again believing Christians, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He was concealed and and expounded upon uh, in the Old Covenant in allegory and parable type fashion that this Messiah, the Mashiach, was going to come. But then we know that in the New Covenant, he comes on the scene. 
And the first spirit that he was anointed with, or the first uh, characteristic that's mentioned of the sevenfold spirit of God that would rest upon him was the spirit of the Lord or the spirit of lordship. We now know that he is Jesus Christ, the what? The Lord. And that's because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. He is the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord moved upon Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And we discussed that Father God gave him that title of lordship, gave him that strength of king of kings and lord of lords, that authority, okay? And then we began to speak about and teach how everything must flow out of the lordship of Christ. Everything must flow from the spirit of the Lord. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord is the word Jehovah or Jehovah or Yahweh, which means in Hebrew, the self-existent one, the eternal one. Matter of fact, if you really dig deep in the Hebrew, it literally translates to the one who has always existed, the one who exists now, and the one who always will exist. I am that I am. That was how the Lord revealed himself to the patriarchs in the old covenant. Tell him, I am sent you. Tell him, I am that I am. He's always existed, he exists now, and he shall always exist. And then we began to explore this understanding of what is the Lordship of Christ, or what was the mission of Christ as as the Lord. And uh, as we are kings under the King of Kings, and lords under him as the Lord, and priests under him as the high priest, what are we called to do? And what we're called to do as his body, and he's still the head, is found in Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. And we talked about that Jesus, in a general sense, he was sent to save the lost sheep of Israel and to destroy the works of darkness. But there are specific items that are spelled out in Isaiah 31, verses 1 through 3, regarding what the mission of Christ was going to be from the Father. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 3, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, opening prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And so last podcast, we really began to explore this thought of, wow, as a born-again Christian, and especially as a leader in the body of Christ, does my mission really look like Christ's mission? Well, it really should. It better look like his mission because we, again, we're his body and he's the head. The body doesn't tell the head what, what to do. The body doesn't direct the head, okay? But the head directs the body. The brain, which is in the head, the mind directs the body of how to function, how it must function. And I think if we're honest, beloved, we look sometimes and we think that prayer is this thing where we can command God this and tell God to do this and all this other stuff. And we've got songs and the worship and praise functionality in the body of Christ oftentimes that are more about people than they are about the Lord. And so we're reclaiming. If you believe that this is true, reclaim with me 
what the word of God actually says about things. Reclaim with me that, that we are reclaiming the Lordship of Jesus. That again, we're going to teach about the Lordship of Jesus and that everything flows out of understanding of his Lordship. Because why? Lordship means master. Lordship means I'm humbling myself under the authority of another. And not just that, but Lordship also means that everything that came from Jesus, uh, it's his. He's allowed me to use it. I'm stewarding it. He lives in me. He moves through me. His spirit moves through, in and through my life. But ultimately, they're his gifts. They're his, it's his anointing. It's his power. It's his grace. All the things that a lot of times I think that we uh, are very quick to say, wow, that person's anointed or, or wow, that person's gifted. You know, there, there's an acknowledgement and that's okay, but it can go too far if we believe that we have the authority and the power and the gifting and the anointing. Wow, look at this. Look what I can do. Oh, be careful because that's exactly the t- types of language that Satan, Lucifer used and he was cast out of heaven. See, Lucifer went from being the, the covering cherub, the bearer of light, the one who part of his makeup was timbrels and pipes. And we find that in both Isaiah and Ezekiel talks about Lucifer, but he fell. And the reason he fell was because he no longer wanted to lead the worship of heaven. He no longer wanted to bear the light. He no longer wanted to cover. He wanted the worship for himself. He wanted the light to be all his. He wanted people to look at his light when reality was every being in heaven functioned based off of reflection of the glory of God. It's similar to how the moon appears brilliant in the night sky, but again, the moon and the surface, the lunar surface of the moon is only beautiful because it reflects the light of the sun. It comes that its beauty is only by reflection. Gemstones are another example. You've got what we talk about here, the premise of this uh, podcast, gems for the journey, but gems are only brilliant because of reflection. They reflect the light of something else. And so if we're going to truly be able to find these gems from the word of God, we need to understand that everything comes from the Lord. Everything comes from Father, comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything comes from the Spirit of God. Everything must come from God, through God, and back to God. And the only reason why we're beautiful, or why we appear to be carrying His glory, or why we are shining and uh, filled as burning lamps uh, with His Spirit, is because it's reflection. The only reason that we're shining vessels of gold and silver in the house of the Lord is because it's by reflection. The master, it's his fire in us. It's that we reflect his greatness, his goodness, his holiness, his might, his power, his awesome nature. And so, beloved, if we look at things in light of reflection, in light of us stewarding, remember your your body, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, the Bible even says your body is not your own. Everything that we have is we're stewarding our finances, our body, everything about what we think we have, our home, our children, our spouses, uh, you know, whether you, whatever aspect you look at our ministry, it really, we can call it ours, but really it's his, it's his. And so when we understand the, the concept of that everything flows from lordship, everything flows from a place of your Lord and I'm not. Everything flows from a place of, I just want to humble myself under, under your mighty hand, O God. Lord, I humble myself before you. The Bible says that when you humble yourself in due season, God will raise you up. 
He resists the proud, but he gives grace. He gives divine favor and enabling power to the humble. And he, he puts down one and he raises up another. And so you can have all you need if you yield to the Holy Spirit. If you want to wield the power of God, if you want to wield the things of the Spirit, you must yield to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You must yield to the Spirit of the Lord. Matter of fact, after being born again, after, after repenting and believing, God's grace led us, His grace, His goodness, His kindness led us to repentance. And we, we turned to Him, we repented, and His grace saved us. We're saved by grace through faith. But after that point, then we're saved for good works. After that point, the only way we're able to do those good works and we're able to function and flow in an understanding of righteous works and doing the things of the kingdom and advancing the kingdom is, is based on yielding to the Spirit of God, yielding to the Spirit of the Lord who lives within us, Holy Spirit, yielding to the Lord. And as we yield, again, we will wield the things that He's given us. And beloved, we have weaponry. We have absolute weaponry. We are royalty with weaponry. God has made us royalty, his royal sons and daughters, but he has given us the full armor of God. He has given us the sevenfold spirit of God. And I'm telling you, the more we start to understand and realize the weaponry that we have, you know, we will never be looking for any counterfeit again. So the, the second dimension or the second nature or the second characteristic of Holy Spirit or the sevenfold spirit of God is the spirit of wisdom. He is the spirit of wisdom. Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. The word wisdom in the phrase, the spirit of wisdom is translated from the Hebrew word chokmah, which means skillful. Many believe that this means to fathom all knowledge and uh, wow, I can discern all these great things. And uh, that's what they think wisdom means. But regarding this word, this characteristic, this dimension, if we look at the text, it means skillful. It is divine enablement of skillfulness from heaven. God is saying, when I gave you my spirit of wisdom, it's skillfulness. It is divine skill, divine ability. You know, there's tasks that we can never accomplish on our own. But by the wisdom of God, we have watched this supernatural skill to not only execute kingdom endeavors, but supernaturally thrive in executing them. Supernaturally thrive in executing them. We talked about this briefly last time, but when God told Moses, build it according to the pattern, Moses, God gave Moses specific instructions and watch what they were. Look at Exodus chapter 28, verse three. So you shall speak, Moses, you shall speak, God is saying, to all the gifted artisans whom I have filled with what? The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of chokmah, the spirit of divine ability, that what? They may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister to me as a priest. God said, I don't want just anyone making garments for Aaron. I don't want just anyone. The Lord says, I have specific people in mind that I fill with the spirit of wisdom. Look at uh, Exodus 31, 6. And I, indeed I, the Lord, have appointed with him Oliab, the son of Asamach of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans. That word wisdom is chokmah in Hebrew. It's the same word as the spirit of wisdom. In other words, it's the same understanding. God filled certain people to do tasks in the Old Testament with his spirit. Now, the Spirit of God did not indwell and live in people like that's the new covenant. That's what we're in right now. But God filled people and caused His Spirit to come into people to do tasks and mighty works. 
And some of those people were the artisans to make Aaron's garments, as we just read about, okay? And some of those people were artisans to build what God told Moses to build. And so that brings up an interesting concept. If you are building according to the pattern, if you are building anything, okay, first of all, the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they that labor in vain. But if you're co-building with God, you do you need the spirit of wisdom? Or do you need to understand the functionality of divine wisdom, divine enablement, divine skill from heaven to do what God's called you to do? Absolutely. And if you've been functioning and co-laboring with the Lord without this understanding, then beloved, you're going to be just in a whole new area. Because when you understand that you're not doing anything in your own strength, but you're relying on the anointing and specifically the anointing of the spirit of wisdom of of the Lord giving you skill. You know, we've heard it said there's some people who just have a natural ability. Well, I believe that that natural ability for Christians has to do with the spirit of wisdom because that's what God's word teaches. The spirit of wisdom causes us to be supernaturally gifted in our talents and our trade. It causes us to be sought out to do great exploits. God told Moses, again, remember, to speak to the gifted artisans. Why were they gifted? They were gifted because God gifted them. God filled them for a certain endeavor with his spirit of wisdom to do what they were supposed to do. Today, there are many gifted kingdom creatives, people who are creative in the kingdom of God. And they are gifted because they have the spirit of wisdom. They have Holy Spirit. And he is the spirit of wisdom. Okay? They're commissioned by the Lord to create and to build. Some of them are musicians. Some of them are singers. Some of them are artists. Some of them craft things. Okay? But they flow in the spirit of wisdom. See, many people desire wisdom. And some even attempt to take wisdom by force. We know that that was an issue uh, in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, uh, don't touch my knowledge tree. But there was something in the human nature that the enemy came in and deceived them, saying God's withholding something for you. He's really not the Lord. Don't worry about what he has to say. You can be your own God. That was the temptation in the garden. But again, why were they susceptible to that? Because they were searching for, they were trying to do it in their own strength, in their own authority. That was the temptation. See, many people desire wisdom and knowledge and other aspects of the Spirit of God, but the Spirit of wisdom is not released that way. You can't just buy the Spirit of wisdom. Remember in the New Covenant where someone wanted to buy the Holy Spirit and the apostle said, may your money perish with you. That's witchcraft. That's that's divination. That's I see what you have and wow, look how powerful that Spirit is. I just want to add that to my Spirit collection. No, 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 no. That's not the way it goes. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you repent and believe in Christ. You receive the Holy Spirit and whatever other spirit's been occupying is driven out of you. You are literally set free from any kind of spirit or spiritism, okay? So unfortunately, in our day and age in the church, there seems to be a lot of new age mixing with actual biblical uh, Christianity. And we are, by the Spirit of God, we are exposing those things and those new age concepts are being driven out of the church. We don't need anything to do with the new age. The new age and all this mysticism, all this nonsense is a counterfeit because people really don't understand or have a proper understanding of the weaponry, the dimensions of Holy Spirit. And when we begin to understand these concepts, you will never look for another counterfeit. 
You'll never look to do magic or sorcery or tarot cards or fortune telling. Why? Because all those things are complete counterfeits. And we serve the living God who is above all, above all principalities, powers. The Bible says that he made a spectacle. In Colossians, it says when he triumphed over all the principalities and powers, he made a spectacle when Christ died on the cross and was raised from the dead. He is now Lord over everything, over everything above the earth, in the earth, under the earth. Okay? That's why when you cast demons out of people or you speak the word over someone and you say, go in Jesus' name, that demon leaves because the demon does not have the authority that Jesus has. The name of Jesus and Jesus Christ, he has highest authority in eternity, in all things. The Bible says the fullness of the deity dwells in Christ. And so many people desire wisdom and they even take attempt to take wisdom or knowledge by forth. But the spirit of wisdom is not released that way. The spirit of wisdom is often released, watch this, through submitting to and serving what or who? Godly leadership. Again, it functions out of that understanding of lordship. Watch in scripture. Joshua was the understudy and the apprentice of Moses. He served him, honored him, loved him, learned from him, and submitted to his authority. But as a result, the Lord allowed Joshua to be full of the spirit of wisdom to do the things that God called him to do. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had what? Laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. In other words, some people short-circuit the movement of the spirit of wisdom or the, the strength of how that can operate in your life because they dishonor leaders in the body of Christ. Uh-oh. You mean to tell me that if I don't honor my pastor or don't honor uh, those who have gone before me in the Lord and those who have helped to strengthen and help to co-labor and help to co-build with the Lord, and I'm functioning in this person's uh, ministry or I'm functioning as a, a servant leader in this person what the Lord's entrusted them with, I'm functioning under their mantle of ministry, but I'm disrespecting and dishonoring someone. And I think that I'm going to be uh, functioning in, in skillfulness and divine anointing and enablement. No way. No way. Because you can't, you can't attain this yourself. And there will be such a drought of the spirit of wisdom functioning through your life if you dishonor leaders. Because the way this flows is God says that Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? Because Moses laid hands on him. God moves according to his divine order divine order. Psalm 133 verse 1 through 3. How beautiful, how precious, how pleasant it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil poured down on the head of Aaron, down the beard, all the way down the feet. There the Lord command the blessing, life forevermore. So again, it flows where? From the Lord down to the headship. In the old covenant, it was Moses and then Moses God said that Aaron and his family would serve under Moses, but there was a divine order, okay? And then so God spoke to Moses. Moses put those words in Aaron's mouth, uh, and then Aaron went and spoke what God said to the people, okay? And Aaron went and did all the work of the priesthood and all the different things of that nature, okay? And then afterwards, Joshua came to power. But Joshua didn't come to power because one day he decided, yeah, Moses is getting kind of old. Time for him to step aside. Time for some new young blood. That's not the way God functions. That's not God's order. No. Joshua served Moses and then God spoke to Moses to set Joshua apart. 
And Joshua was set apart for the work of the ministry. Joshua was set apart to take Moses, uh, to take Moses's place, so to speak, or to take that next leg of the race. Now, part of that was because Moses disobeyed, but even though Moses disobeyed, God didn't cause Joshua to rise up and push Moses out of there. No, God told Moses, your time's over. Now I've anointed someone else to come and to do the work of the ministry, or to do the work that I've called. That's why you always have to have understudies. You always have to have sons and daughters in the Lord, okay? What else? Look at Numbers chapter 27, verse 18. And the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the Spirit. What Spirit? Holy Spirit. And lay your hand on him. Set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and inaugurate him or set him in, in their sight. And you shall give some of your authority to him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. So again, this speaks again. There's a whole teaching on the apostolic. Don't have time to get into it on this podcast. But this is apostolic ministry. Apostolic ministry ministry sets in others who have been trained, raised, uh, ministered to, equipped, empowered in the house. And some of that authority that God has placed and God has some of the giftedness, some of that stuff can be passed on to the spiritual sons and daughters and passed on to the next generation so that the work of God can be Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Generational, not just a one generation move. Where else is this word spirit of wisdom found? It's interesting. Ephesians in the New Covenant, Paul writing to the church of Ephesus, the Apostle Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. The God of our Lord and Jesus Christ, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you now the spirit of wisdom and revelation, or what, what means understanding. In the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So, beloved, in other words, that Greek word of, the, of wisdom is the same word when you look at the Hebrew word chokmah. It's the same understanding. It's the same meaning. So what does that mean? What was the apostle Paul praying for the church at Ephesus to understand or to receive? Let's read it again. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation or the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Why? He's praying that they would receive an understanding of the spirit of wisdom this aspect of Holy Spirit. Why? That you may know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, when you understand, when you have divine skill and you have divine enablement, you'll start to understand what your calling is because now all of a sudden you have, you can move supernaturally in that capacity. You couldn't do it before. I I can't do it. What am I here to do, Lord? Start to understand what God has put in you through the spirit of wisdom. You start to understand the hope of his calling upon your life. And also what? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? So in other words, we need to understand the spirit of wisdom, shokmah, the spirit of the Lord flowing into the spirit of wisdom. And then we're going to get into the spirit of understanding, which is revelation. It's know-how. It's, it's how you can teach other people to do what you're doing or to do what God's called you to do. These are all concepts and aspects of the glorious sevenfold spirit of God, Holy Spirit. Well, hallelujah. Wow. What an awesome concept. What another amazing gem, uh, a nugget of wisdom from the word of God regarding Holy Spirit. If you've never understood or you're starting to understand uh, more than you have before, 
I want to encourage you. I wrote a book called Holy Spirit, the Sevenfold Spirit of God. Pick up that book because it goes into a greater depth of the understanding of the sevenfold nature of God, the sevenfold spirit of God. And not only that, but there are actually application. There, there's an application section where I lend some of the understanding that the Lord's given me and some of the wisdom and some of the ways and post some declarations and decrees and invite you to create your own declarations and decrees based on scripture so that we might begin to flow and begin to activate by faith the move, the moving in the Holy Spirit. If you haven't moved in the Spirit of God before, if you haven't, if you don't really feel like you, you're living and moving and have your being in the Lord, then I would encourage you, buy that book, Holy Spirit, the Sevenfold Spirit of, of God. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, other places, Apple iBooks, or eBook available, and anywhere really books are sold. If you can't find it, ask them to order for you, and they can order from the publisher. So again, God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious unto you. May He lift up His countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you His peace. Goodbye. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James... 127 scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans we take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis together we can do more additionally our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations touching lives worldwide daily new listeners hear the gospel and through these broadcasts and podcasts Millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiply millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.